black women. I just wanna let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. I mean, hey, I'm just saying, fine. What's up with it? Hey guys, this is Meg and Jeanette, but you can call me Meg. Hey, this is Greg. What's happening? And welcome back to another episode of Get It Together. What's good with y'all? We're a millennial cuckold talking all things wild. I said we're a millennial cuckold. Cuckold? Wow. <laughs> it's like the F word and couple. Wow. Together. Girl, girls, gradu- girls graduated. They got to be a, uh, got a residency no more. And, uh, see, you got me messing up. I know. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, we're a real, little rusty, so yeah. it's been a couple of weeks. But Sorry, what guys. I was just trying to say, if this is your first time tuning in with us, we're just a millennial couple talking all things love, intimacy, and the trials and trials of life. <laughs> As we try to figure out this life together. As we try to figure out this vocabulary together as Yes, well. I know. It's obviously a struggle <laughs> on this evening. But it's all good because we're here, we're doing it, and we're back and we're better. What do so. you do? What do you do? Yes. How's everybody be doing it, even though y'all can't talk to us back? I know. I <laughs> hope y'all have been having a great couple of two weeks since, you know, we you've heard from us last. Um, uh, we have had a lot of new things happen in life that we'll catch you guys up on. Um, all good things. Nothing to complain <laughs> about. Greg just sneezed, bless you. So he's feeling a little bit under the weather, I, I guess. Okay. He has really bad allergies, y'all. So... Allergies where he always has to blow his nose in a towel. Why so, you gotta tell him my business? Maybe I, I, maybe I don't want them to know I carry a you towel. You carry a towel all the time. It's obviously not a, a secret. Whatever. So, yeah. I have a question, though. Yes. <laughs> okay, S- so I thought about this the other day. And, I mean, y'all can think about this, too, because I just feel like it's just very interesting on what the different answers will be. Okay. So what's the brokest thing you've ever done? The brokest thing I've ever done. If I need to go first, I will. Cause go I have first, mine. Cause I've done a lot of broke. Okay. I've done a lot of broke stuff. Okay. Well, so the brokest thing I have ever done and don't judge me y'all, but so in college there were times whenever, first of all, I went to college, Lincoln university in Oklahoma. It's a, HBCU college that's in the field and there's really not much around there. You got to drive about 20 to 30 minutes to get to Walmart and um, the gas station is probably about five minutes away. Okay. So with that being said, there were times whenever I didn't have toilet paper and uh, I would steal the toilet paper from the, (laughs) from the biology building. Wow. It's still toilet paper from on campus. Wow. So I literally go into the buildings during school hours and bring an extra bag. Or really, I go in the gym and stuff, like the bathrooms in the gym, because those bathrooms are bigger. And I'll put all the toilet papers, like take them out of the <laughs> those wow, little containers and put them in bags and I would bring them home. And literally, that's how I would have toilet paper. And then I realized, I said, oh, this is a bargain. I'm like, why would I start buying toilet paper? And for a whole year, that's legit how I was just stealing the toilet paper from Langston University. <laughs> wow. And I want to say that that was the last time I ever did that. However, when I was at UTMB you- in Galveston in grad school, 
you know, you go back to your old habits. And I did it again. I was out of toilet paper. Then I said, well, it's true. Let me just go to school. I was like, UTMB has enough money to buy toilet paper. So, and you know, in those toilet paper, it's those big rolls. It's not like the standard roll. It's those big, long ones. So I did the same thing and took toilet paper. So I haven't done it since then. I have not done it since then. However, I thought about it one time since we've been living here when we ran out of toilet paper when I was at work. But I didn't do it. You weird. I'm better. So that yeah, that's my brokest thing I've ever done. Story. So I've done a lot of broke stuff, but <laughs> the brokest where I say I feel like this is top. This is the, this is number one. Was uh, I, you know how I am about gas. Yeah. I will literally put three dollars in my tank, and I will just go so about my silly. business, and 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 just wait for my tank to go back empty again. Like, whoop, need need some more gas. So I, I've I've kind of broken that habit a little bit. So one this one particular time, I knew payday was on a Thursday, and I was broke. I was like flat broke, like negative. So what I did was I saw a lot of quarters around my grandmother's house and around my I was living with my parents at the time, so it was around both houses. So I found quarters. So I said, okay, I can collect quarters. <laughs> this was at the time that I was dating you. Oh my god! This, this no, this particular time was this particular time. So I knew I was gonna go to Galveston that weekend, and I was like, "Shit, I ain't got no money. I'm broke <laughs> until Thursday." So, cause I had Thursday and Friday off, I knew I was getting Thursday off, and I was just gonna go down there and hang out with you for the whole like two days and three extra day weekend. I literally scavenged change. That's a far drive, so you can't just put like ten dollars in your tank. Nah. When I tell you, I scavenged change. I took old stuff that I was not using, took it to the pawn shop. Really? Yeah. Just to make it to Galveston? Just so I can have gas. I needed gas though. Oh. I really because I still had to go to work that day, and I still had to have gas to go to Galveston, and it was our relationship was fresh. So I didn't want to ask, hey, babe. I probably wasn't even babe by then. Yeah, you were probably just. uh, I'm still Megan. Hey, Megan. uh, (laughs) We definitely were were not in that that space to say, oh, you need money, babe? You need money? You need money? We were not in that space. Yeah, we weren't there yet. I'm pretty sure if I would have asked, you would have looked at me like. No, he's not. I know you'd have asked me for gas money. (laughs) Stay until I'm home. So I, oh, my God. I scavenged twenty five. I scavenged twenty five cent everywhere. Everywhere I found, I took like three items to the pawn shop. Stuff that I really never, like, never use at all. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even use. How much you get for it? When I tell you, I came up with thirty five dollars. Man, we need to pawn some stuff in this house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I'm not that type of person. I will pawn the hell out of some stuff. <laughs> I will go. I will. I, I'm a video game type person. So people say, don't take your games to GameStop. They ain't going to give you no money. What am I going to do with free games? I just mm-hmm. take it back. Oh, this game only worth $5. All right, cool, bet. Give me that $5. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say never take 2K back and never take Madden back because they're they're not going to be worth a lot because the game keeps reoccurring every year. And I'm like, if they could take it and give you something back, I don't care. Yeah. Give me that. Give me $3. Okay. That's, that's dollar menu. Mm, menu. <laughs> so right. yeah that's how that's brokest thing you ever done that's the brokest i don't know how i did it <laughs> dang well yeah i mean i i yeah that's 
that's pretty broke of you. That pretty is broke pretty of broke. You. Yeah, but I remember, oh, it was a uh, it was one of those jerseys. It was a jersey. It was a that you pawned. Yeah, it was a Texan jersey. It was a guy like Corey Bradford who played for the Texans when they first started the franchise. It was like a pra- old practice jersey he had. I got it. It was signed. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who Corey Bradford is. My dad didn't even know who Corey Bradford was like that. And I said, all right. The dude looked at me like, I mean, I can't really do nothing with this. I'm like, <laughs> you can give me $10 for that, bro. <laughs> I know you give me $10 for this. He He's like, I mean, 13 Wow, that's dope though. Yeah. yeah, we need to pawn some stuff in this house now. I think about Lots it. Lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, y'all let us know what is the brokest thing you ever done. Don't and, be afraid. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put it on our IG so we can hear your stories, and then whoever has the brokest story, we'll share it next time. <laughs> All right. So I would like to say formally, R.I.P. to actor Michael K. Williams. He was uh, found dead in his apartment. Last week, uh, his nephew apparently found him. You know, there uh, he had passed away. Uh, I don't know the official story. I haven't dug into it too much. Mm-hmm. But he played on The Wire. He played on the show Lovecraft Country. He's played on plenty of like movies and films, and he's in uh, shows. And he's always played like the gangster role. Mm-hmm. And just before he passed, like the past like maybe three or four years, he started getting into like his bag of like like acting and stuff so he started to like really reach in and started to act mm-hmm. so it's kind of sad because he he dealt with a lot of like mental health issues over the past few years of his acting career and it is kind of sad that you know to see him you know pass well he was a backup dancer for some artists oh wow no. it was an artist it was like late 90s he was a backup dancer okay yeah. i'm not gonna lie whenever i heard this news of course, y'all know me. You, you, I don't we, know we anyone. Know I had to go look up who this person was. Oh, you saw um, his face. Yeah, I saw his face, and I was, I said, "Oh, I think I've seen some things he's been in." But then I, I then had to further look at what movies he's been in. And I said, oh, "Okay, like I, I remember seeing him in movies." So definitely sending condolences to his family and all his loved ones and friends. Um, I mean, death is not. It's a it's a natural thing, but it's never like an easy thing. It you is. Know? It. Yeah, and I'm just you know just he was I actually really liked him and he he actually mentored a lot of young actors too so mm-hmm. it will be you know he it is sad he will be missed and it won't be the same man our favorite actors are leaving us and it's killing yeah like we just we just passed the one year anniversary of Chadwick Boseman oh wow like literally uh, I want to say two weeks ago that's weeks crazy ago. so we have lost a lot of people it's wow. it's sad but. I mean, hey, we just have to continue to move on, and we got to continue to just thank God that he has kept us here, you know, mm-hmm. so far, and we just got to continue to pray for those that are losing their lives out there. So, yeah. yeah. But I it, I don't want to draw away from the fact of what we just talked about. On a lighter note, though, Drake and Kanye's album just came out. Both of their yes, albums just came out. So, apparently, I don't know the if they're- The besties. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're <laughs> beefing. Or that the media just made it into a beef, or they just like calculated a beef because you know Kanye. It seems like they're actually beefing because I've listened to Breakfast Club and way DJ Envy okay. has called Kanye like a B and like said DJ Envy like went kind of went in on. Oh, like, you know I haven't listened to Breakfast Club in like two and months. And they so were just I'm and he kind of said that 
a lot of people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. He's like, he's like, it's not our business to tell, but it seems like really shady because the way that he kept calling him out of his name, I could tell that he felt some type of way about all of this. Well, you know, DJ, you know, he likes kids, you know, team likes kids. <laughs> stick, <laughs> stay, gotta, stick together. Gotta, gotta stick with my bro. <laughs> but uh, I, I have not, I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all, I am not a Kanye. Nowhere near. You've never I, been one, or you're never, not a new kind. Never been, never been. I I have listened to Kanye. I've dabbled in his music, and I do love a lot of songs he made back then. But I'm just not a Kanye fan. Mm-hmm. I would not. I I can listen to like like through the wire, uh, uh, overnight celebrity, like old Kanye. Uh, um, what's his song? In the night, I hear him talk. The coldest storm. Oh, heartless. Mm. Old Kanye. His new Kanye, I don't really know too much about, so I can't really speak on it. But I listen to the entire Drake album. Not a Drake Drake fan, but I do appreciate a good Drake song. He did his thing. Okay. I, I give it to him. I, I ain't gonna even front. I'll he, play devil's advocate. Some people have said that this album just sounds like a general Drake album. I mean, he kind of always has the same types of beats, and <laughs> it's really no change up. That's true. Would you agree? I agree. I mean, there were like four songs. I was like, this sounds like something he made. Like, five, yeah, there's five, just like he though. literally <laughs> maybe I mean, just change a cadence or or so, but not really anything that's. I mean, also, his shout out to like Houston. Is he from Houston? Like he got signed in Houston. So a long okay, time ago. I was when, like, what is the history about that? Because he he shouted out places in Texas. I'm like, TSU, bro, bro, how you been to these everything. places in Texas? So he Carrollton. So it, <laughs> so when uh, Little Wayne was signing him, he told him to fly to Houston, and they met in Houston, and that's where he got signed. So he claims the hell out of Houston because of that, because he started sense. his rap career. So I, 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 it is kind of like a weird, like obsession, <laughs> but I could see why it's like, okay, you're big. Does break. he even come out here like that? He comes out here a lot. Drake? Oh, he has. I never mind. He I has actually, a day I out here. Saw, I know. I actually saw <laughs> the first time I ever saw Drake. I was in Houston. Yeah, he has a day. Literally, whole like, he day. was right, right in front of me. I forget about that. That's when he was big. Well, he was so, big. Yeah, I remember I was sitting there. I was just like, dang, Drake is fat. Like that oh. was like, oh yeah, there was one, friend, there was one point he was. My friend big, was saying she's like Megan, that's rude. I'm just like, girl, he didn't look. I was just like, I didn't think he was this big. He got skinny, fat, skinny again, then swole. Yeah, like, he switched so many he times. Was, that's when he was fat. So, <laughs> but that that was interesting. Yeah, and then we had met his dad too. His yeah, that was really drunk. So, what's your favorite song on the album? I'm too sexy for the shirt. Too sexy for this year. <laughs> Way too sexy. I love it. I love it because it has a nice little beat. It's, I mean, it's something that you can really like dance to, but not in a dancing, like twerking way. More like, I don't know. I'm going to sound old. She's I was going to say jig. I'm about to sound old. Jig? You know, people still jig. Okay, but not the actual, but not jig, like what that means. But I mean, something that you, I was going to say groove. <laughs> It's something that now, you can just you I don't know, vibe. So you can just vibe to, okay. you know. Yeah. And it just it feels like it makes you feel confident. I mean, I just came from I came from the gym earlier and I said, Oh, I just I just worked out. I look good. Let me turn on way too sexy. And yeah, so my my favorite is way too sexy, definitely. I like I like that one. I mean, it's the gym you 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 know when you get a Drake album, you're gonna get the general song that's gonna get played on the radio. Yeah. So and everybody's gonna love one. it because that's a bop. It, it, it it's yeah. gonna it's gonna get played. But I feel like I like Poppy's Home and uh, mm. dang, I forgot what the other one 
Poppy's home. I just looked at it literally before I looked up at you. Oh, girls want girls. Oh, I like that one. Okay. I just like how he was like, "Oh, you, oh, you say you a lesbian? Me too." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I, I ain't mad at that." But yeah, so I don't know I the whole beef with y'all. They probably I know everybody loves Drake. So yeah, I mean, he did. They did their thing. Everybody so yeah, loves Drake. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was about to say you late, bro. So football is back. Duh, 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 duh. Are you ready for ba, some ba, football? Ba, ba. <laughs> bro, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> Anyways, football is back, and I like to say G E A U X go Saints. <laughs> I get that one because I actually I root for the Saints, so it's kind of like when Jameis Winston came. Famous Jameis. I got like a little faith in him. I'm like. You know, everybody's like expecting you to fail, but I like it. I like you. I like what you could do. He did it. Yeah. He, he came. He showed up the, and showed out. The we Packers. need that every single day. Against the Packers. Every single game, Jameis. Like, okay. Okay. See, look now, and then look, the bad thing about it is that everybody like, oh, I guess the Packers just ain't good. Oh no, yeah, I know. That's so annoying. That shit is very. Whenever that happens, people just like the Packers aren't that good, so that's why they. But you literally just picked them to blow them out before the game started. Literally, but then it comes to people like other teams will just be like, oh, of course they were just like. Oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't care this season. You just picked them to win forty-one to ten. I saw the stuff on TV. Yeah. And my Texans, Bulls on parade. They also won. Ha ha. So, my guys won. Everybody expects them to lose a whole bunch of games. But I got faith in Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I like I like him. He's he's never had a team where he could just sit and relax. And, like, had a coach to say, hey, this is your team. Mm-hmm. I need you to, like, be a leader. He it's Every time he's got on a team, you know what they did? Mm-hmm. They drafted a rookie and put him in the back and put him as, as a backup to say, hey, Tyrod, you're the starter, but our future's right behind you. Mm-hmm. Three teams he went to, that's happened to. Like, no lie. Mm. He finally has a team where, yeah, there, there's a rookie behind him, but the coach literally said there's no backup plan. If Mills gets in, Mills gets in. But right now, Tyrod is our leader. He's our captain. I believe in him. And I like the, our new head coach. He's uh, David Cully. He smiles the entire game. I have never seen a <laughs> – Of inter- course you like that. I've never seen an inter- – no, it's weird because you see coaches, like, so serious in the NFL. I've never seen an NFL coach smile the whole game. Mm. Like, I've seen, like, crack a smile here and there, but he smiled. Every time a player came on the sideline, he was like, yeah, buddy, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, high-fiving everybody. Players get hurt. He, yeah, buddy. You never see coaches run on the field, go check their players. He ran on the field, checked on every player that got hurt. I was like, I like him. I like his energy. Mm. And, you know, he's black. Yeah. Black head coach, so you know I'm going to root. So nice. yeah, all right. I expect this to have a good well, season. Well, you know, we're rooting for everybody black. So yeah, of course, go ahead. With it. <laughs> go ahead. Also, speaking of go ahead, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Let me just go ahead and read this out. Flying. Jesus, Mexican rapper Dan Sir gets gold chain hooks surgically implanted into scalp. Wise way. There is really no story, no like definite story on it. They say, like his quote is, "They are all hooked in my skull, under my skin. Every rapper dyes their hair, so I wanted to do something different." Wow. I truly don't understand this trend when people trying to put things into their their skull or their head. head. 
It started with what's his name? You know, it with started. The jewel? It started with uh, Sauce Walker. He put a diamond in his cheek. I have no idea who Sauce. He's Walker. a he's a Houston rapper. Okay, but he literally he's I don't a, know he, what a Sauce tripping. Walker is. He uh he put a diamond. I think it was in his cheek or something. And when Lil Yachty saw that, not Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know these rappers. When Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> saw it, rappers. damn, I'm old too. When Lil Uzi Vert saw that, he's been trying to buy this particular diamond for years. He's been saving up all his money to buy it. And then when he saw that, he was like, I want to get it put in my forehead. Yeah, like he's that guy from Marvel. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> Vision. Vision, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I knew a Marvel character name. That's dope. I'm growing. Oh, man. I, I, I really didn't give you no, no hope. Yeah. So so now we have this guy implanting hooks in his head. So there that doesn't make any sense. Like I it's your body's going to reject that. Like it is. And I'm thinking about if somebody came by and pulled your hair. Somebody's gonna try hit, it. I I, I is your I head gonna it. bleed? I can see it. Somebody, if that has to hurt, how are you laying your head down to go to sleep? Or better yet, let's just be real. What if you have sex? You're a rapper, so I know you make money. What if you're having sex? And a girl's like, you know, because you had dreads or a long, because I saw his hair. He had curly hair. What if a girl, were you having sex and the girl's trying to pull your hair? I just don't understand. I truly don't understand. I just, this next generation, I don't, I understand. Y'all some weirdos. Being free and just, you know. Nah, I ain't no such thing as that much freedom. Doing the, I don't know, trying to stick outside the box, but. There are just some things that we just have going to have to draw the line about. But you know what? Everyone has free range to do whatever they want with their body. And nah, you weird. it is what it is. No, nah, you weird. I'm going to call you weird. I can't worry about it. I'll say it. You weird. Yes, very. <laughs> uh, so, so, as you guys know, it's been two weeks since Woo! we have been podcasts. And so many things have been happening in life. So many A life lot. changes have, ha- have happened. Ah. I'm just so excited to be talking today. That's why I keep fumbling my words. Oh, my nose switched over. FYI. It's a little snotty nose. Yeah, like the stuffiness has went away. (laughs) But yes, so Labor Day weekend passed by. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, don't know why. But you should because I had a batch and bougie bachelorette party that was epic. Nobody cares. Literally. It was the best weekend ever. I bet. It started from Friday night, ended on Monday. We stayed, so we kept it local. That's another thing, bachelorette tip. You know, everybody want to go to all these places like Vegas, Florida, and all that stuff. But if you keep, I realize you keep your bachelorette party local, you can do a lot more than what you think you can, like in your city or in whatever place you are in. Because you have access to plan better than it compared to if you were like somewhere that was like not, you're not familiar with. So, so yeah. So with that being said that we were in Dallas for bachelorette party and it was in Flower Mound, Texas, where we had our house. And uh, when I tell you this was like the most bomb house ever, it was right on Grapevine Lake. There was a hot tub there, a fire pit. It had probably like 12 beds in that house. So there was like 10 of us all together staying there. And the house was worth $1.25 million. My sister looked it up. So it was, it was dope. Like it was a, it truly was an experience. People were hitting me up saying like, wow, this looks very, (laughs) 
very Instagram-y like type of bachelorette party. And yeah, so I mean, I'll just give y'all a quick rundown of kind of what we did. So that Friday we had a pole dancing class. I just wanted to say that the lady at the end told me, wow, like you're a natural. So, you know, that goes with the goes. Everyone's just like, wow. So we know we're gonna get you and Greg a pole for your house. <laughs> so yeah, I was really good. And she don't never show none of those moves. I saw it all on Instagram. I was where like, I, do we have a pole? You you can twerk on me. That I'll, so... I'll never see you twerk on me. I'll never see you sexy dance. Greg, sexy okay. dance. Where are we going to? Yeah, we we. I have sexy dance. We played uh strip tease EMT. That was to help me pass EMT. <laughs> Y'all, whenever you were just using me. Whenever sidebar, whenever Greg was studying for EMT, I, can't stand it. I I tricked him into studying by getting the flash. He had EMT flashcards, and we if he got the answer right, I would take off a piece of clothing. So it really became striptease EMT. <laughs> it was fun. Move on with your story. Gosh. Anyway, so then <laughs> Saturday morning from nine to twelve, we had a batch and bougie boat party on Louisville Lake. Boats, so it was no. in a double decker boat Boats, with like a slide and music. We have food. There was drinks. There's probably about twenty two girls on the Let boat. Me try the boat. It was <laughs> so much fun. We had these big big floaties. Like I had my ring floaty. Literally when I tell you that that was such an amazing experience. And the fact that we were up at nine o'clock on a boat getting drunk, we literally went home that night and everybody knocked out. I mean, not that night. That during the day at twelve, we knocked out during the day and um, just like kept the day like rest. And then later on that night, we had a lingerie party. Uh, we had a private chef, and then also then there was my sister ordered a stripper, and that was a very interesting experience. And we're gonna move on from that. So then on Sunday, oh yeah, and then. One of the girls locked herself in the bathroom. I like how she's just like, we have a stripper. We're moving for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there was a stripper at the end. That's it. That's it. I'm like. (laughs) Yes. Side eyes. That is it. And so, but yeah, one of my bridesmaids locked herself in the bathroom for about four hours. And it was, we really didn't know what was going on with her. We couldn't really see her because the window was small. So that was interesting. So if you want to see a play-by-play video of this, that's hilarious. Go to my friend Kiera's uh, YouTube channel. It's just Key on YouTube. And she has a bachelorette. She literally, it's it's great. So she did the detail at the weekend. So good. in the part of the girl being locked in the bathroom. Then, let's see. That was Saturday. Then Sunday, that morning, I tortured everybody with a workout at 8.30 a.m. by um, Maya, this girl who is on Instagram. And it was great. We had such a good time. And then we had brunch for my friend's birthday at Paradiso. Actually, that food there was pretty gross. Um, it's a cute place to go, but the food did not match up. We have very bad service as well. So won't be going back there, but got some cute pics. And then later on Sunday evening, we had a picnic. So it was a bachelorette picnic underneath the big tree. And it was one of those picnics that you really see like on Instagram where it has like a little table, white table, and it's all set up cute. Yeah. And then Monday we just checked out. So it was great. I still haven't posted a recap yet. I will be doing that probably sometime this week. But when I tell you that was the most fun I've had in forever, it was the most fun I had in forever. 
Yeah. So yeah, Megan was gone, and I literally slept every single day. No disturbance. Sounds great. I bought alcohol. <laughs> Stayed in the house. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. My cousin let me borrow his PS5. I had fun. I was everybody was like, "You seem like you're just so bored." I'm like, "Nope." Oh. <laughs> like, total having a total time opposite. Life. I was. Megan was like, Give "I miss you." I, I had to, like put on the front and be like, "I miss you too." While I'm like sitting here like scratching my scratching my genitals. Oh my watching, goodness! Watching TV Ew. like um don't care scratching your <laughs> don't genitals. care. No, nah, but uh, also, I like to, like, point out, like, everybody that clowned me that Saturday when she was at her bachelorette party, y'all can, um, I can't say it like I want to because I'm trying to control how, like, my bad words on here, mm-hmm. but y'all can kiss something because uh, kiss the word, send them I down. went to Top Golf with my groomsmen because a lot of my groomsmen don't know each other. So I I went there to so they can meet each other. It was just a meetup, so they can meet and greet. And I I made a joke earlier. I posted on my story saying Megan and her bachelorette uh, weekend having too much fun might have to pull up. And everybody's like, "You better leave that girl alone. You better leave that girl." I'm they like, did. and I was like, "Okay, I'm joking, y'all." I'm, people I, said that. Yeah, like five people here. Leave that girl alone. I'm like, all right. If y'all really think I'm about to drive <laughs> all the way over there when I just literally put a laughing emoji, like. <laughs> I guess some Bro, people I are, had like six hundred people views on my stories that weekend. I, you must have had some people come and look at you. I was like, well, "Yeah, I, I've never had this many views." And so, <laughs> so I went there, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's your bachelor party. That's your bachelor party." <laughs> so I said, "You know what? I was going to invite some of y'all, but <laughs> <laughs> never it's mind." It's like y'all ain't getting that invite now. So it was a good weekend. I'm glad she had fun, though. Yes, and then to follow up on that weekend. Uh, my birthday was in the next weekend on September 10th, okay. so I turned 28 years old. What's your old ass? Okay, your birthday's in like 10 days. What's your old ass? But yeah, and along with my birthday being on September 10th, I also graduated from my orthopedic residency on September 10th as well. Woo! All seriousness, I'm very proud of you. All seriousness. Praise I can't even make a joke about this. God. I'm so glad you're done. I am officially done. I couldn't take one more of Megan being sad about something. Oh my goodness. Y'all do not understand. Oh my God. How big of a relief it is to literally be done with higher education learning. I, I just feel today was my first day being at work as an adult and not having to work residency hours, which is like 10 to like 12 hours a day. And that's why I'm so excited. He was saying, what is all this energy? Where does all this come from? That is why. Because this is my first day of being a real adult, y'all. I finally, yeah, I turned 28 years old. And my my family laughs at me because I said, they realized that, wow, you really haven't been an adult all this time. Because you've been, been in school. school. And I've been supported by that's my parents. That's crazy. Yes, like that's those are facts, and here I am, twenty eight years old, and I'm leaning into it. So I'm happy. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm proud. God of is you. good. It was I'm a so hard journey. I am proud of you because, like, the moments she would come home and she would like cry or be upset, and this is so it's been going on since like literally PT school. So when she would come home and cry about stuff, I would say, 
babe, it's okay. Like I comfort her like the best way I can, motivate her. Then there was that famous speech I gave the Co- the uh, Michael Kobe MJ uh, no Michael Kobe yeah, LeBron speech. You wanted to quit, and I gave you that. I the, was so close. I gave her the, the three basketball king speech, and it must have gave her like an extra gear. But then got to started to get to like the last couple like I guess months of her residency. She came home crying. I was like, I ain't got nothing else. Just just ch- just chill out. You can make it. It's like goddamn, I'm tired. I start yelling like, at her. I got like three months left. What I just start yelling at her. She's like, I know. Like, okay. Oh my goodness. So no, so I really happy. do. I really do appreciate your support and just my craziness and my emotions that go up and down when I'm stressed. I think I feel like I'm most excited because. A huge thing we talked about at the end of residency in our leadership module was that, you know, once we hit the end of this road, we need to invest back in our relationships with our significant others, with our families, things that sort. And I just, it just made me think about the fact that ever since you've met me, I've had stressors. You've worked your butt off. Of school. Worked her butt off. And this is going to be the first year or time but let's be married that you get to have me and i'm not like stressed about like school or anything of that sort yeah because i'm stressed about school now <laughs> yeah you just got you just got a little bit a little while a little, little ways to go i ain't not, nothing too far yeah and and that'll be a celebration too whenever both of us will just really just be like in our careers oh, and things. Gonna be so lit. but yeah so i'm excited that because it helps me i'm excited to invest in you how i really want to and just you know oh you're so sweet put you first and stuff you so. are you are so yeah uh and then also my birthday so we saw candy man oh god yeah so that's what we did for my birthday night and not as Greg... scary as the first one hold on not as scary as the first one the first one was is the ultimate black yeah. person scary movie Nightmares. experience but this one wasn't crazy scary Mm-mm. at parts where we did jump it just it was the graphics were like real good yeah the graphics really there. The help. graphics were good, but then also they um, were like nasty. Yeah, the graphics did like I don't know. It was just weird. That's my sister calling. Oh okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, really, like parts of the the graphics just like it was gross and very gory. So, but, but I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I really do like the work that Jordan Peele does, um, along with all his. Uh, co-producers and like screenwriters and people that sort i truly did enjoy like the take on Candyman. i don't want to do any spoilers if y'all haven't seen it yet but yeah no it was really really good and that night i slept like a baby i was good yeah so somebody else i had (laughs) jesus i cannot watch scary movies going to bed and not in a child way yes it is like oh you you uh you just basically be a kid you you a crybaby you can't sleep you have to watch the bad movie it's not that it's just the fact that i wake up thinking somebody's in the house so not in the way of i'm scared in the way of i'm ready to guns blazing knife in my hand stab 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 stabby stab <laughs> like i was ready to kill somebody so i had a bad dream like it was a weird dream like something about the devil and you know it was oh like it was fine i woke up and prayed but I woke up three times. We got home at what, 11? Yeah. I'm at 11. And I woke up at one. I woke up at two. And I woke up at four. I woke up three times. So every time I woke up, I felt like the first time mm-hmm. I woke up, I said, What's that noise, babe? She was like, What's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, What is that noise? So she's like jumping, like, What, what noise? It was the ice maker. 
And then, the, and then the second time I woke up, I didn't want to wake up, so I just slid out of bed. I turned on every single light. I walked around. I was like, all right. So then the third time I woke up, in my mind, I was like, come get me. Wow. Come get me. I was Thank goodness we don't have a big house because you would go crazy with that. Bruh, I, I literally like stood in the middle of this floor, pounding my chest and my head like, come and get me. Come and get me. He's crazy. I'm ready to go. He's crazy. You are crazy. Wow. So with all that going on, I was knocked out. And then look, the bad part <laughs> like about a it baby. is. The bad part about it is I had to run the next day. That morning. I woke up at four with, out of that bad dream. I had to do a, my heroes run 9-11. So, of course, everybody knows this is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the attacks of uh, the Twin Towers. And uh, they have a heroes run in Houston where you run a 5K, which is just three miles. My uh, class, it, we ran it. Being the cadets we are, we ran. And I finished. So I was very happy. Megan came out and supported me. I was very happy that she came out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a question about that. What's up? If I wouldn't like, were you? If you wouldn't have came, I wouldn't have cared. Really? No, I really wouldn't have. On oh. honest opinion, I would. I mean, I would have been like, well, dang, you you could have came, but I'd have been like, only like two other people brought their significant others. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a class of like forty. It, it was our class plus the class that's behind us. So it was like fifty people there. Yeah, but I feel like I, cause I was making jokes on social media saying, all right, here I am up at 5.30 a.m. at the Heroes Run practicing how to be a supportive wife. And people thought that was so funny. But literally, I mean, that's what I thought. Because honestly, if I'm being completely honest, when you told me about it, I sat there and just said, I truly don't want to wake up on Saturday morning and go. <laughs> I, like I There was so much of me that morning. did not want to. But then I said that, you know what? I'm gonna lean into the fact that I need to invest in my relationship and support him. So yeah, so I'm gonna get up and go and support him doing this run. Well, I appreciate you for making that yeah. sacrifice. But it was a good run. Mm-hmm. She recorded everything, so she not only did she record my class coming in, <laughs> she recorded me coming in extremely behind my class. You're just like three I'm not minutes. A, so I'm not a runner. I do not like running. I will run for like just exercise, but I will not run to get better at running. <laughs> so we ran three miles. That was like the longest three miles in my life. And it they came looking. in. They were all together holding the flags, crossing the finish line. And here I am with my captain just uh, just running. He's just motivating me like, it's okay, Harris. Just keep going. Now, this is my, one of my captains that's like mean. He like will go off on you in a second. So I'm thinking like, bro, he's running. He's going to say some bad stuff to me. He was real nice. He was like, I'm not a runner too. So I can't get mad at you about that. Said so. What you finished? You can't. He said you came. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. So it was. You did nice. good, babe. Yeah, I was proud of him. Like he was, he was running fast and stuff. So, um, and then his birthday's fast. coming up. Yay! <laughs> September twentieth. Next Monday. You gonna be twenty eight. Yeah, but you old though. You old lady. You're old. <laughs> you old lady. So I ain't tripping. Wow, I can't believe that we are about to be twenty eight years old. That's, I mean, I'm. Well, I'm, I'm already. There. I'm gonna live forever. Okay, and on that <laughs> note, everybody, real talk though. So we will take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right, now. Hey. What's happening? We are back. Back at it back. Back to regular programming. Yes, we are. So we want to have a moment to be transparent and give you guys an opportunity to... 
learn with us. Well, I mean, honestly, the whole point of Get It Together is the fact that you guys are learning on the journey along with us. And uh, I think it's important that we always be sure we're authentic in how what we learn is presented and I guess the values and the pearls that we learn from our experiences. So hopefully it can help you one day. So with that being said, um, two weeks ago, whenever we had sat down to do the podcast, we, so I'll give the whole background of the story. So normally whenever we do the podcast, since our lives have been so busy and crazy, we would end up kind of like last minute figuring out, okay, what are we going to talk about next? Like what are, what's going to be the topic this week? But now that since time has opened up for me, then eventually it's going to open up for Greg. It's going to, I want to be sure that the content is more organized, become more prepared and just have like evidence behind what we talk about when we're on here. Right. And so I had ended up sending Greg this TED talk about um, kind of what the pillars of what I wanted to talk about during the podcast that day. And so I sent him this on, I think it was a Monday, correct? Yeah, it was on Monday, yeah. Monday, and I sent it to him towards the end of the day, probably like around, I would say like four, because like that's when he gets off work. And uh, and then, at, but I'm still, at that point in time, I was still working until about six and things of that sort. So thinking, and like, I kind of said in the text messages that, can you please uh, listen to TED Talks? This is what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. And... I assume that he would do it before I got home uh, so we could be prepared to like discuss and that he'd have clear points of views of what we we're going to talk about that day. So like the conversation would be fruitful. But whenever I came home, I mean, he had lots of other stuff to do that day. So it like it didn't really like happen that way that I was assuming that it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot going on. I. Cause the thing I was trying to make her, I was trying to tell her was when she had got home, I had literally only been home for like five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I had just came home too. And in between it, I had to go to my aunt's house. I had to go do this, got to go do that. I, I really didn't even get a chance to leave school. That's why I was, I was literally at, at uh school the entire time. And then I had to go to my aunt's house, pick up some stuff from over there, then come home. So she, when I was walking through the door, I set my bag down, went to use the bathroom, walked out, and she was literally walking through the door. So the whole concept was, no, I didn't get a chance to listen, like, at all. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, so whenever he said that, it made me upset because I figured that, well, this is audio. So in my mind, the way that I think about stuff is I think about things about multitasking. Right. And so I think that if I'm doing something the way that I feel like my brain goes, okay, let's, how can we be efficient with time is that, okay, let me put earphones in. Or if I'm in the car, let me listen to it that way. Cause the Ted talk was like 12 minutes. So I figured that even if he was doing stuff that he could have listened to it. However, that was just me putting my assumptions onto him as far as what, what would Megan do in the situation but not, but disregarding the fact that he and I, we don't think the same. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's obvious for anybody that you're like trying to work together with. 
or um, build a relationship with, you're, you guys are not going to think the same. And I think like lots of times, definitely learning, leaning, learning from this experience is that I cannot expect him to think the way that I do when it comes to things right. and vice versa. Like he cannot expect me to think the way that he does when it comes to how can we be efficient with time or any scenario in general. Like we just, we're two totally different people. We have two totally different thought processes and two totally different, um, schedules. Yeah. Schedules of how it's like what to do. So it's like things can get done, but the order that they get done or the timeline that it's done on may not match up the same. So I think that was like, that was like a huge issue that evening, which is like why we did not do a podcast that night. Yeah. That was just, because it blew overall, up. That was overall like a bad time, and then it just the conversation just got deeper. It 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 went from just that to just you know both of us just trying to figure out like, well you know why didn't you do this? And then I'm trying to explain myself, and then it just went to like stuff that really needed to come out at the same time, like you know just letting letting her know like you know hey you know because the real the the deal about it is that I wanted her to realize was, you know, when she was in um, PT school, I knew that her time was vital. I couldn't just take up her time like that. And when she would be stressing about, you know, different types of um, exams and, you know, her OSCEs and all that. Yeah, I remember my OSCEs. <laughs> or her OSCEs and her, in, her uh, in, in-person patient exams and all that. I couldn't take up that time. I knew Greg, you can't talk to her. Greg, you can't go down to her. If you do, if you go down, you got to stay in, the room, in another room and study yourself or do something else. So, I it went from that to like you know because I have put on this facade and in like this picture that I can multitask and do the, these things. Like I can you know be in my new job, be in school, do this podcast, work on other things, uh, do stuff for the wedding, get other people ready together for the wedding, and then. It was like that day, I just, I didn't want her to realize that maybe you you see me doing all these other things and I just gave off that, you know, picture that, hey, I am doing it, but it is dragging me down. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot that was on my shoulders, you know, all at the same time. And I just wanted her to know that, you know, hey, I, I just, sometimes I just need like a little bit to just kind of blow by. I just need like a little refresher. Like something that'll just let, like just take the wind away, you know, and just like let everything go, let everything be free. So it blew up to something bigger than that, and we just kind of had to talk about it. Yeah, and then and and so like I didn't, I wasn't realizing that he was feeling all that pressure from the things going on. Like I, I think it and like it goes down to communication. Honestly, I think that communication on my part could have been better. As far as me asking him or being more aware of the fact that he is doing lots of stuff and it may come off as like he's able to handle it all. Because, um, I mean, he that day he was doing things for like my car and stuff. Like he was running errands and like find, um, figure out things for my car and also like get like wine bottles, not wine bottles, but boxes for the wine bottles for the wedding. Um, and so. I think that I could have been more aware of that as far as just like that he's doing lots of stuff 
But also, I mean, communication on your part. Mm-hmm. I should I could have said something as well. Like, hey, babe, I might not be able to listen get, to it. I might not be able to, to listen it. to it. I might not be able to do that. I'm, I'm running around, you know, just forgive me or something like that. But I instead of saying that, in my mind, I just said, all right, I'm getting off work. Let me just go ahead and run these errands like I was supposed to. Yeah. So I, I never got a chance to, like, tell her, hey, I didn't get a chance to listen to her, or I might not get a chance, or remind her, like, maybe if I listen to Because I did listen to it. That was the thing. I was, I was like, I had it on, but I was in the zone of what I needed to do, and then stuff wasn't getting, like, stuff wasn't going the way I needed it to go for when I got off work. So it was like, it was just playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was it was in one ear and out the other, so I didn't even get a chance to listen to what they were actually saying and talking about. Yeah, and so whenever he we came home, he kind of told me that my brain translated that as, "Oh, so you didn't care to listen to while you were doing all that stuff and finish it out, even though it was twelve minutes." So that means that you don't care about doing the podcast and you don't care about the content that we're putting out. So that's what I thought, you know, and like that's how I translated that in my brain when that's not what he was saying at all. So it just shows how important that how communication is when it comes to trying to work together with someone and how that truly is a huge struggle. Like communication breakdown is one of the biggest things that causes uh, relationships to fail or marriages to fail and like um, divorce to be the result of that right. because of communication. And uh, that's been like a huge thing that we've been learning about throughout our marriage counseling, our pre our premarital counseling right. we've been doing. Uh, and I think that like looking back on it, it's helpful to see where we went, went wrong for like future uh, references Um, but I mean, like it is definitely is hard. Like it's, I think that we've learned a lot through even just like doing this podcast together or like even having a business together that there are struggles and difficult things that come when you have to work together with someone, especially. So it's hard to work together with people who you work with at work, people you're not even in a romantic relationship with, but to put on the, now another layer of you being romantically involved with someone and you're in business with them and having to work with them. Oh, yeah. It's just like another layer of, I don't want to call it stress, but another layer of navigation that you have to go through in order to be sure that things are successful. So, I mean, I guess, like, what do you feel like has been the most difficult part of learning how to work together when it comes to, like, you and I? Um, like, what's been a huge struggle of learning well, to work together. I'll, you know, throughout our relationship, you know, you said earlier, um, earlier, earlier in the podcast, you know, you've been in school for the longest. So I've never, I haven't gotten the next level Megan yet. And when I say next level Megan, I mean the Megan that doesn't have uh, a whole checklist of things to do for school. And, and then I had that with you as in you had a checklist of things to do with school and work, then wedding. Now, and with podcasts. So that's mm-hmm. four checklists already. So now all that is gone. The wedding is about to be, is coming up. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something else that's going to be gone in, within the next three weeks. So it's like now I'm going to experience non-stressful Megan. Megan that doesn't have to worry about pleasing other, like not pleasing other people, but having to work with other people, having to get assignments in on time, having to worry about venues and worry about different things. And, you know, and have to worry about, like, coming home for trying to figure out a topic for the podcast, trying to figure out how we're going to do this, 
how we're going to make this week of the podcast extra special because we try to keep it extra special for you guys every week. So the the most difficult thing really isn't nothing you've done. It's just the fact that it's it was so much on your back that you've been carrying around that now you have that relief of letting a lot of stuff go because you're finished. And then, like I said, the wedding's about to be over. So literally now I'm going to be able to get free Megan. You know, free free range Megan, the, the Megan that doesn't have to worry about like doing all this other, these other things. Just worry about you know job, podcast, and our relationship, mm-hmm. and you know and all the other things that come in between that. But I but without mm-hmm. this high demand of stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's real, and I think that I'm very excited about that because I really don't know what that Megan is like. Because weird, huh? I've always had tasks I had to get done that were related to education. So, and then now, like, that, that's gone. And so, then the wedding will be gone. Then it'll really just be, okay, Three weeks. I'm being a wife and <laughs> a pocket host. And I can really dive into it how I've always wanted to. So, it's exciting, but it's also kind of weird or nerve-wracking to think that that's that's the next step of the journey you Why know are you nerve-wracking? well because i never want to feel like i how can i put this i never want to feel like i'm not being progressive in life or i'm not doing something to reach towards a goal so i mean now the new goal is going to be get it together that we are taking it to the next level and i've already in the midst of that have like written down things and made lists of stuff that we want to do, like get, get on Patreon and like gets eventually the fact that we have Patreon. So um working with that. So then people for our more intimate conversations, like you're going to have to have a subscription to hear about that. And so that's like just giving my baby. Do it like it's my baby. Really? Yeah. And then even baby. just like being sure the YouTube channels up. So the visuals there, then getting the merchandise up. So those are going to be like newer tasks, mm. but it's going to be something that's going to be more exciting. We can both tackle really that at the same dive time. Into. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, but I don't want you to feel like you have to like tackle as much as I do because you're still finishing up your goals and your school and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, but so I mean, like, I think that there's always going to be, I think in a relationship, there's always going to be a new stressor quote unquote or new thing has to get done Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's just for me personally it's not gonna be as intense because it's not somebody who's grading me or my livelihood of making money is in their hands kind of things it's really just like these are things that we're doing together and i'm in control of that you know right so so yeah, so I would say that's why it's kind of like nerve wracking and stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the journey and excited oh, yeah. to step into this new role, well, being in life and stuff. Can't wait for that. I can't wait till we start getting that Patreon thing together. And yeah, it's been conversations. Girl, it's only you have it your way, <laughs> and if you won't, you can decide. Yeah. How does it feel, girl? Do do. How does it feel? How does it feel? Same, oh, baby. Oh, oh. Mm. My nose started running. My nose started running. Snotty nose, little boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can't, oh, even be, 
can't even I, be cute for a little bit. That's like not it. rolling down his you nose. Like That's it. so gross. You like it. But yeah. So uh, and we also wanted to like share some of our like marriage counseling or premarital counseling pearls pre-marital that we've learned. Counseling. Because I think they've been really helpful. And if you're not looking to do marriage just in life, I think these are just helpful things to know. So one thing that we talked about was that conflict can be healthy. And I really do enjoy that idea because lots of times, or even whenever you're just in the process of dating someone, when conflicts occur, because they will, lots of times that's when people like turn or run away or they, if they see like a conflict approaches, they avoid it. They don't like hit it head on. And then that relationship never flourishes. But Conflict is healthy in a way when it comes to working with somebody because if you don't ever have conflict or anything then, and you just agree on everything, oh yeah, you're are you ro- really being you're authentic? Robots. You're just robots. Yeah, like are you truly getting to the deeper part of your relationship if you're just agreeing on everything? You never have conflict. That's nah, not healthy. Yeah, so <laughs> that that would be odd. Which is and that's why I love that we do this podcast and stuff and we mention these things because I think lots of times if you look at pictures of social media of us. People will always seem like, oh, they're just so they're happy. Just so I can't believe. I remember happy. someone told oh me, like, gosh. do you guys ever fight? And I'm just like, what? Yes. We're two. We're two human beings. What do you mean? I know two I, individuals. I know. That's time. This girl gave me the death stare. I'd be dying in her in her eye. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Twist his neck and snap it off. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, I got a little graphic. Not, that's not how I imagine going out. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. So in... A thing that we learned, you know, like learn to say I disagree with that. You know, somebody told me, somebody told me a while back. You know, you're in a good relationship where y'all can talk about how would I kill you. Um, and I, no, I know it's weird. And I laughed. I was like, that does not sound. He's like, no, it's it, it was weird too. But then I told me and my, it was a guy. He was like, me and my wife, we talked about that. He's like, how would you kill me? And then we just they just start talking. It's like now the murderous thoughts go away. I'm like. What? I don't have thoughts of murdering what? you yet. So oh, now you say yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure once we get into like ten years into marriage, I probably will have those thoughts. But I, I, I just not. I just just like have you exploding in front of me. I wouldn't do nothing. Exploding. Like just like You put a dynamite tel- in me? No, telepathically. I'ma just go mm. You are a child. I am. But yeah, so yeah, so, you know, like, learn to say when you disagree with something. Like, it's okay to disagree, and that's fine. You we don't you don't have to agree on everything. And I think that with us, that was a huge thing to, like, learn. Because I think sometimes... Agree. And I think we still, we still struggle with that. I think sometimes that we can talk about something, and I may not agree with what he's saying, and he may not agree with what I'm saying. So it kind of feels like you never reach a resolution. However, disagreeing is a resolution. It is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that is a resolution. It is. And it takes a lot to really, like, get comfortable with being, like, saying, we just don't agree, and that's it. I think I've told you this, but you want to know one thing that, like, makes me, like, you know, you know what grinds my gears? What grinds your gears? Oh, my God. When you say, babe, what do you want to eat? And I say, I don't know, babe. What do you want to eat? And then oh, we go back and forth with I it. And she looks at eat. and she looks at me like, no, I need you to just pick, babe. I need you to be the decisive one. And I'll say, 
I mean, I've been to some Chinese food, and she'd be like, I don't want Chinese food. I'm like, you shut your ass up, then. I don't do that. You do, you've done it. You've done it. You are a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I will go get my Bible and throw it at you. You are a liar. Oh, my gosh. I guess. Like the one time you said, I want something sweet. What should we get? And I'm like, I, babe, you know, I, I can't tell you. She's like, just tell me what you want, like that's sweet. And I said, okay, ice cream. I want ice cream. You know I can't eat ice cream. Why would you choose that? Then why would you give me the choice? Oh my goodness. I was trying to be Why I would don't you know, why would together. you give me the choice? I was trying to work together. Okay, fine. Next time you ask me, I'm gonna say just go get a Snickers. Yeah, I would be happy with oh, that. Oh, okay then. Yes. And wouldn't be happy to that. Another thing we learned is that you're entitled to um, how you feel or exactly. how you think. Your your emotions are are real, and your emotions are valid. So I think it's important to know that the way that you think about things, the way that you feel about certain situations, you're entitled to that. However, that doesn't mean that you cannot compromise or be willing to adapt your way of thought and you know that's something that i did struggle with like over over years like i'd be with somebody and i would just be like you know whatever whatever the woman wants whatever the woman wants i'm just here to satisfy and it's something i worked on no i'm saying it's something i work i I continuously had worked on so when i got to megan i got to the point where it was like okay you know i I do have a choice of some stuff but then when i got to megan i had to learn how to expand on it so if I'm if I like if she says, uh, I don't want to go outside, but I want to go outside instead of just like telling her I want to go outside. And she says, well, I don't I want to stay inside the whole day and I just give up. Just say my opinion. I need to expand on why I need to tell her, hey, I want to go outside because it's a beautiful day. I, I, I want to go to the park and I want to do this and that. And I feel passionate about it because when she's passionate about it and I it's something I don't want to do, she's going to tell me. So it's something I have learned over the years where you like we would come into the discussion. Um, can we go out? And you would say, babe, you know, I'm not a, a going out person. I'd rather be in bed, like be in the house watching a movie on Saturday at, at nine, ten o'clock. But if I'm passionate, if I want to go for drinks with my woman because I want to see her in her makeup, I want to see her in a beautiful dress. I want to be able to drink with her. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, babe, well, I want to see you out. I want to see you look beautiful, and I would love to go get some drinks with you. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that my opinion does matter. And she has told me all the time, if you want something and I don't agree with it, just just tell me. Give me a reason why, and we can both come up with a solution. Yeah. So I've, I've learned that over the past like few years to expand over that whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you said that. So I think that was a huge thing in the beginning. Because, I mean, especially with being with somebody who has my type of personality, where you said that I'm going to. <laughs> um, I don't know why you're looking at me like that, but I have the personality where if I want to do something, she's just gone. It's, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, it's just set in stone. And you're going to know why. <laughs> I just have the personality, but kind of as Greg just said, he didn't. He had to adapt that. And I think that lots of times there was like small little pieces of resentment would come. Because mm-hmm, I'm like, because he wouldn't well, find whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then like, in the back just... of my head, now I'm sitting there like thinking of like hate stories of like, oh, I just hate this moment. Like, oh, I should have just, oh, I can't yeah. stand you. And I, I can't do that. So instead, I just need to say, babe, I want to do this. 
Yeah, and whenever he does that, I just I'm just like, oh, okay, well. Shut okay. your ass. Yeah, it seems like he really wants to do this. So I mean, this is all he's taking charge. Like I like that. So stand her, bro. It's it's a point. It's like it helps. It goes both ways. Like wow, okay. I want to go out. I want to stay a little in. No, thing. I want to go. Oh. Okay, so you don't have to yell. I don't. I don't yell. <laughs> yeah. But this is making it seem like, hey, I want to go out, and you're like, oh. I like I like the, the fight herself. for it. The fight for it. That's what that's what I like. The fight makes me feel like, oh, oh okay, yeah. wow, this is this is real cute. Um, but I mean, with that being said, the one of the last things we learned that was huge is it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. That is also a big thing. Oh my gosh. That as a millennial couple, we have to learn that our voices carry our tones sometimes don't match and our facial expressions and the way we, our body language goes a long way Mm -hmm. because I could really just be just talking about how like, okay, how can I put it? How can I put it? I'm trying to give a good example. She, she knows me. She knows that I was just sitting, I'll be watching TV or something. She'll come at me about talking about something that she's real passionate about doing at the moment. And I can just look at her like, yeah, babe, yeah, sure. But to her, it's like, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like listening and I'm like, no, I do care. You just literally caught me like while the guy's literally in the middle of throwing a touchdown. So mm-hmm. it's, like, yeah. it's like, why are you doing this? But at the same time, I do have to realize this is my woman. She literally will stop what she's doing to listen to what I'm saying. All the time. It never fails. Unless she's on the phone, unless she's like, like doing something do like, I? no, 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 unless you're like really doing something and you're like, just give me a second, babe, hold on. You will literally like l- drop what you're doing and listen to me because you want, you want me to know that what I'm saying matters. And that is another thing I worked on just like just now. Sometimes during football season, I leave the TV on while we're doing the podcast. This time I wanted to make sure like, okay, this is, we haven't been on air in two weeks mm-hmm. she's passionate about this this episode this week turn the tv off wow I, just, I didn't even realize why you turned it off yeah you you know i like watching ah i love I watching football like i don't care it don't have to be my team so body language goes the whole way sometimes facial expressions even though what you may not mean you can just be rolling your head rolling your eyes the click of your teeth <laughs> the flutter of your eyes, it goes a long way because it may tell the person that you are you don't care about what they're saying or what they're saying just doesn't mean Jack BST. It mm-hmm. just doesn't mean nothing. So, Yeah, and so I wanted to do the example that we had gotten is, in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I because like I think it was really good that we got in counseling. So you tell me what I mean by this statement. Okay. It's really the same one, so you probably you know the answers. All right, so I did not say Greg stole the money. I did not say Greg stole the money. So it kind of sounds like I did not say Greg stole the money. What am I saying? You're basically kind of leading on to like the way it sounds. It's like I didn't say he stole the money, but well, I don't know. <laughs> so I did not say Greg stole the money. So you say you're implying somebody else stole it. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So same ver- same phrase. I did not say Greg stole the money. You get irritated because somebody's asking you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's the third one? I didn't say Greg stole the money. Like unsure. It was another one. It was three of them. Well, there are there are multiple ones, but those are the three that he covered. Yeah. And so it's like the same phrase. It's just the way it comes out. But yeah, it's just like how you say it really matters because you can say the same thing in different tones and with different accents on the words and it could mean a totally different thing. Right. So it's just like it's really important to pay attention to how you say things. Can I try? Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Let's see. Okay. All right. I got one. I got one. I got one. <clears throat> Megan, why do you want to leave so early? It sounds like you're upset that I'm leaving. Okay. Megan, why do you want to leave so early? That sounds like you're just inquiring. Yeah, like, you know, I just want to know. Like, just want to know. I just want the info. You have no emotions about it. You just want to know. Okay. (sighs) Megan, why do you want to leave so early? Like, no. Now you're upset. Like, you're, like, sad and upset. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I was like, that was interesting. That was a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That was a good exercise, though, because it's like, wow, that... The tone does go a long way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, last but not least, one tool that I feel like we haven't utilized as much yet, but it's the "Did you hear what I just said?" and then like you repeat what the person said. So, along with communication, that kind of like if I ask if I say something to Greg, and I'm saying it in like I'm saying explaining to him. And then he responds in a way that makes me that is totally off the mark of what I said. And I just say, like, did you hear what I just said? And then ask him to repeat what I said, to repeat back to me what yeah, I said. Yeah, I feel like he got me in trouble with that one. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, but it's like, because so, I think that's, that's really good. That's a good one, though. Yeah, it is like, good. you can say something to somebody and they can understand it a totally different way. From what you said it. What did I just say? <laughs> yeah, and like they will regurgitate the total opposite thing what you just said. And then but, somebody next to them might regurgitate in a way that you actually said it, but they heard the same thing. So that's why it's just like you, it is good to ask somebody like to repeat what you just said in order for them to truly, to for you to truly know that they truly understood what you said. And that's all, like he, the way he brought it up to is more like, like my, how mamas used to do it. Yeah. Like mama would say, I need you to pull something out of the fridge. I don't need you to do nothing else. Pull it out of the fridge. And before I'd hang up that phone, Patience Harris, did you hear what I said though? <laughs> what? And me, I, me as a teenager, I was like, what? Pull it out of the fridge. You as an adult. <laughs> me as an adult. Same, same thing. Greg, I just need you to pull something out of the fridge. All right. What did I just say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what college football is on right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Especially when it has, like, the scatter brain. That oh, I, 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 I do have a, a scatter brain. Yeah. Badly. 
Yes, but yeah, so I mean, as time goes on, we're going to keep sharing just little pearls that we've kind of learned throughout this process. And I just think that it's it's just a blessing to be able to grow with one another and to grow with y'all in this process because this is going to be, marriage is going to be pretty hard. Like, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be a walk in a park. We'll see as mature. But, but I think that in the end, through all, all the struggles, it's going to be beautiful. And I'm excited about that. I'm yeah, really I really can't wait to just both of us be done with all our training. You're done now. So it's like my turn to be really done. Yeah. Uh, we we going to start our lives. Move. We do. Mean, so many changes. So many life changes about to happen. Within the next year. Yeah. We get married in 19 days, y'all. <laughs> 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 Yours sound weird. Yours sound like a... I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, y'all. So we're about to get up out of here. Yeah, because your boy about to... Ugh. Yeah, he's going to explode. This snot is disgusting. But... <laughs> you are so rude. When you sick, I take... T- t- You're not... T- oh, t- wait. T- I said earlier you were unwell, and you said I am not under the weather. But hold on. I just you have make allergies. it seem like I be... But you be like, ugh, ugh, When you are sick, I take care of you. I do. I get you Allegra. Oh, but... I'm saying, but like, I go 110. You're not sick. You have allergies. I know. There's a difference. I still need love. Oh my goodness. I try to give you love and you're just like, your hands are cold. But your hands are, you are, you have Grim Reaper hands. <laughs> hands of death. I'd be like, bro, don't touch me oh right now. Oh my goodness. I don't understand how a person takes the hottest showers in the world. <laughs> Gets out of the shower and the hands be like ice. It makes no sense to me. And she's literally only in the house for like five minutes. It is what it is. Nah, it is nothing. So thanks for getting your life together with us again, y'all. You can always find me on IG at Megan.Janette. And you can hit me up on IG at Gregory.K underscore. Our fitness page is Admus Millennial. And we're going to start posting back on that again because I'm about to get back in the real gym. And uh, you can also find us at Get Together on Twitter, Instagram to stay connected with us. We love y'all. Thanks for much listening to the show. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us um, a comment so that we can start moving up in these charts and yeah, yeah, yeah. start building our family. All day. All right. We love y'all. See you next week. Bye. Hi, right, now. Nah.